wow, it's crazy. It takes time because you also, um, the universe does everything in the right timing. You know, yeah. sometimes it's, it, everybody's journey is different. So don't compare your journey to someone else's. And um, what's meant to be will always be. Mm. I think people just need to believe in themselves. Don't yeah. doubt, don't put negative energy out there. Don't say, oh, we don't have the budget or how are we going to get investors? We'll never do this. We can't do that. Well, then that's going to be your reality. Mm. Say, yes, yeah. I can and we will. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's the Bearded Man podcast with your favorite, the world's favorite bearded man, Bob Bay. Each week with our guest episodes, I try to put the spotlight on someone who in my eyes has given themselves permission to live a life authentic to them. Our guest today is from Baldwinsville, New York. Uh, after graduating from the State University of New York College of Oswego, I think I pronounced that right, she spent eight years working in the fashion PR industry in New York City before launching Zinc Talent. Zinc Talent is a global influence, uh, influencer talent agency that started in 2018, where they pride themselves on not adhering to industry standards, staying ahead of the curve, and being a word-of-mouth agency known to be committed to its clientele. Today on the podcast, Samantha Zink. How are we doing? Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> Absolutely honored. Uh, when I reached out to you, got me more fired up when you had said that one of your intentions for 2022 was to be on more podcasts. So I'm hoping we can uh, build some momentum today and, and send you in the right direction of wanting to be on more shows. Yeah, I feel like it was honestly meant to be. Yes. Uh, I was writing my New Year's res resolutions and it was to be on one podcast a month. And then you reached out the next day and it was like, wow. Wow. That was powerful. <laughs> it was that quick. You wrote it and then the next day I reached out to you. Yeah, that's why I said it was so freaky. So I was like, wow. all right, we have to do it. <laughs> what's the what's the uh want or desire to be on more podcasts? I think that I have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm living it and my team knows it, my family and friends do. Um, but I think that I need to start telling my story a bit more because it, it just, it's very inspirational. Like you said, I was working in PR in New York City. I yeah. never thought that I was going to be a business owner or an entrepreneur. And so I want to really share my story to show that you can do whatever you want to do in this yeah. world. You know, you're not yeah, limited I, to what you went to college for or what your parents want you to do. Yeah. Not only I think is an inspiration, but I also think um, it's good for you as your brand. Like it, it gets your awareness of Zinc Talent. It also serves as like, these mini documentations of your life uh, as you're building your business. And so hopefully three, five years from now, you look back on this, you listen to this episode and you're like, this is where we were. This is where we are now with Zing Talent. And I think it, uh, on top of the inspiration and, and people getting context to who you are, I think it, it just, it documents some of your journey along the way and really captures it. Absolutely. No, it's, it'll be an amazing um, thing to be able to look back at and listen yeah. to and be like, wow, that's, you know, when we were in year four and now we're year 10 and just to really document that growth. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I was, I was really hyped to reach out to you because I remember when we had met a while back, I think it was at Cooper's at like a bonfire and, and we had chatted a little bit about your business. And one intention that I have going into this year was I need to get more women on this podcast. I mm. haven't, um, it, I've just naturally just always just like reached out to people that I was interested in, but then I kind of looked back on the last 
year, two years, I'm like, okay, I'm not making an effort to get more women on the podcast. And I want to talk to more women. There's no question about it. I'd rather talk to women than male all day. Um, <laughs> so this is like part of my intention this year is like making sure to put more of an effort to go out of my way to find the woman that I think would be great for this show. And uh, no questions asked. You're an incredible uh, example of, you know, as we're going to get into today. So I'm, I'm very excited to dive into this. Yeah, well, I'm really excited. And I, I think it is great to have, you know, more of a diverse audience and totally like both sides. And then yeah, it's going to be fun. It's a win win. Um, <laughs> take me back, though. So you spend you spend eight years working in fashion uh, PR in New York City before you finally yeah. take the leap to launch Zinc Talent. But I'm curious, like going into like the PR world, did your idea of working in PR differ from what the actual reality was of once you started working in the industry? A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so describe what it would look like and then what it actually was. So I grew up with Laguna Beach, The Hills, and on MTV. and Classic. People- yeah. And I saw what those girls did. Obviously, I was living in a small town upstate New York. And they were in California living like we had very different lives. Um, (laughs) But my guidance counselor asked me what I wanted to do for a living. You know, what do you want to go to college for? And I had no idea. So I was like, I'm going to be like the girls on the hills and, you know, do fashion PR. I wasn't thinking New York City then. I was just thinking, oh, I'm going to go to an upstate um, college and do PR. And I didn't really like think too far ahead. So I'm graduating school. And I'm having another like, what am I going to do with my life moment, you know, and something I started Googling internships and something popped up and it was like a New York City fashion PR. And I told my parents, I was like, I'm applying for internship. It was actually funny because I paid for the internship. Looking back, I was like, I thought you had to like pay for an internship. It was called Dream Careers. And they they house you at NYU and basically set you up with a internship and you get like the full New York City experience. And so I put together this whole PowerPoint for my family. Like, please, I won't like, there's no opportunity here. Please send me away. Um, (laughs) I graduated and then I went to New York City the very next week. And my life began. I started a fashion PR internship and it was very different. My internship <laughs> consisted of me organizing shoe closets. I had to run around New York City and deliver fashion lookbooks. I it was just I was not learning, mm. but I ended up excelling in that internship, not doing anything like super important. <laughs> and they hired me on full time as um, an account executive. And mm. it was funny they hired me because I was working the door at one of our fashion events. And I was chit-chatting with one of the designers, Sergio, and he, I was just like, I love you. I love your collection. It's so beautiful. I can see it in Esquire magazine, GQ, Complex. Um, back then, magazines were a thing and influencers were on the rise. And the, our Christmas holiday party, my boss came up to me and was like, the craziest thing happened. Sergio said that he wants you to manage his account, be his publicist. And I told him you were an intern. (laughs) So they're like, we have a job to offer you, Samantha. And um, after holiday break, I ended up starting full time. Wow. So just you going up to him and and complimenting that right there just shows me you not intentionally wanting to create the opportunity for yourself, but like 
you had the confidence to go up and strike the conversation, which then ripples and actually turns into this massive opportunity. You're going from intern to then account executive. Have you always just like, and now I, I could be biased, but I always think of New Yorkers like when they want something or they have something to say, they're going to say it and do it. So yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah, it makes sense. She's from New York. She's going to go say something because, you know, she admires this, this designer, but most people wouldn't, they would be too scared to actually say hello. Yeah. And I mean, I was still very much a small town girl at that point. I didn't get my um, New York City tough skin yet. Um, mm. And I think I just really loved what I was doing. And I was the only one there. All of my um, bosses had left to go to happy hour or whatever. So I was working the event door and I think he saw my passion and drive and I believed in him and his collection. And I put, it, he wasn't just a client to me. I was like, I love what you're doing. I love these pieces. And I think that, you know, even my career now, it's like your clients want you to believe in them. And I think that's really, it, that's what connected Sergio and I that night. Mm, yeah, you can't, there's no price tag that you can pay somebody to actually believe in them. Like you can feel that energy when somebody truthfully believes in you. And that's something where it's like, you need to grab onto those types of people and stay surrounded by them. So he knows that if you're the one managing the account, it, best case scenario, because you're already somebody that likes what he's doing, which means that you're going to actually go the extra length to do what you need to do to, to bring them the most value versus somebody that, you know, is just getting paid to do it. Doesn't really care about the brand and isn't as passionate as clearly you were, um, you know, giving that to him and he could probably feel it. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and then I started and I loved it. I loved every moment of it, but the more months I got into it, I realized that my first agency wasn't it. And I wanted to explore other ones. So mm -hmm. I ended up leaving. I went to a different fashion PR agency and I just kept finding the same thing. I felt very, I felt like I was ahead of the curve and I was such a go-getter and I knew it. I knew what I was doing and I was doing it well. So I almost felt like I was, you know, Undervalued. better than my bosses at their job. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was just really overworked and underpaid and I just, I wasn't happy. And I went from agency to agency and I'm like, this is, it's just the same thing, different agency. Maybe it's PR. And then I started feeling like PR was kind of a dying breed. You mm -hmm. know, maybe it was more, um, prominent 10 years ago, a decade ago, but I don't think it's really needed now. And I was always pushing influencers and my clients and bosses would never listen to me. They were so traditional. They're like, no, we need to be in Vogue. We need to be in Elle magazine. We need to be, <laughs> you know, on the today show. And I'm like, no, times are changing. We need to get with it, you know, and yeah. no one listens to me at all or listen to me at all during that time. Um, now, now they want to listen to you. Now they're paying me to work <laughs> you know, full circle. Well, so. it, it's something to be said about you, you graduate college, you follow this path, what you think is what you want to do. You're jumping around from like, all right, this agency is not working. Let me try everyone. This one's not working. Let me try another one. But to be aware enough to go, I'm not happy. And me shifting around is clearly not changing anything. So there, I need to be open-minded to like, maybe there is something that needs to change, but talk to me about, there's a moment when I believe you're on like, a, you're in like the subway. I think this is after you worked all night. It's like 5am or that's somewhat, I think of the story. And you have like this light bulb moment idea where you want to start managing influencers. Clearly, as you're just describing, like you're already trying to pitch to your bosses. Like we need to do influencers. Nobody wants to listen. 
Um, how, how do you find the will inside you to say like, this isn't just an idea that I have, like I actually want to pursue it because there's a million great ideas in this world, but to actually take that step towards it is in of itself a massive like leap. So talk to me about how you learn, how you were able to actually listen to that idea within you and actually go for it. Yeah. So it was my, um, I was in a PR agency in 2000. 17. I think it was like my sixth one in. Okay. So it was <laughs> just keep <laughs> chipping away. Are we going to find the one? Are we going to find the one? Yeah. There's a lot of those in New York city. So, um, and I, it was, it's just crazy because our clients were never happy. It was very much so that, um, the devil wears Prada. Our boss mm. would yell at us all the time because they didn't know what they were doing. And then they were over promising clients screaming at us. And it was just such a toxic environment. And I was working in New York fashion week and, you know, we were, I was handling influencer management for on like the designer side. So I would basically get them to go to the show and capture the runway show post about it. We paid them a ton of money and I was so just exhausted, brutally exhausted and miserable at that point. And we'd be at the shows with the photographer to like 5 a.m. finishing up work and had to be at the office at 7. New York Fashion Week seems so fun. But when you are a publicist in fashion, it's your, ni- PR, it's your nightmare. It, it was horrible. <laughs> I always thought that it was going to be a dream come true. And now I won't even attend as a guest. I'm scarred. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So keep going, please. I was, so I was on the subway and I had never thought about leaving PR. You know, Mm -hmm. I loved it. I just felt like if I kept bopping around, I'd find someone who could pay me enough, you know, and give me a good work-life balance. And I was on the subway with my colleague Katie at the time. We were going from show to show and I was just sitting there and I call it this because I don't have a better term for it, but I had an epiphany Mm -hmm. and I said, I'm going to manage influencers. It literally just like popped in my head. (laughs) It was like, I don't know where I was just like, you know what? We pay them so much money and they post. And then I'm on the opposite side of it. I'm on the brand side and I have the same salary no matter how many hours I put in. I can't change that salary. Um, I had like a review and I'm not even kidding. My review, they gave me an annual review, $600. I like lost my, I was like, what, what am I going to do with that? Like, that's insane. That's like, you know, a fraction of my New York city rent. At that point, so, just don't even give me the raise. It's like a slap in the face. I said, can you give me it in bonus? And they're like, we can't do that in case you leave. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> "Wow." I was baffled. Yeah. And um, yeah, I said, I'm going to manage influencers. And when I want something, I get it. So then very next day, I still had a ton of fashion week shows. I sat down and I said, what is Zinc Talent? Who are my clients? It wasn't even Zinc Talent at the time. It was just an idea. And I started kind of like writing it out, writing my vision out. And what did I want it to look like? Is it, you know, I, I just wanted freedom from this PR life, my past life. I wanted freedom. And I felt like this was this was the token. It was the key. It was going to get me out. And I hustled. I started it as a side hustle. I took out, I had influencer connections from being in PR and I would take them to, I would go on coffee breaks, you know, tell my boss like beer back, grabbing a matcha or a latte. And I would take them out and I would sit them down and I would say, 
listen, like, I know you're managing yourself because you just left this huge agency that wasn't paying you any attention. And, you know, now you're managing yourself and it's a lot on your plate. You have a million followers. I said, let me, let me manage you. We don't have to be exclusive, but I think that I can make you a lot of money from all my experience (laughs) in PR. It's the same thing I was doing, but on the other side. So I know how to pitch. I know how to negotiate. I know, uh, you know, the legal stuff with contracts and then invoicing at the end. I know everything, but I just knew there was more money on this side and I was going to get after it. So I thought I was going to really hype myself, right? I had this like whole pitch and they're like, I got like a quarter the way through it. And they're like, let's do it. (laughs) They're they're already sold. (laughs) Yeah. it, It almost sounds like once again, it's you believing in them. And then you're coming back with facts and obviously like thoughtful ideas of like how you can help them. Clearly you're, you're using the experience that you've learned over the last eight years working in PR, uh, which like you said, it translates into very much kind of the similar world. So to me, it's like a no brainer. Of course, they're going to want to hear you out. And then if, if it feels like you're believing in them, they're going to be more open-minded to wanting to, to work with you. Yeah, that was exactly it. And I mean, they trusted me too, just because they knew I worked at top, you know, PR agencies as well. I wasn't some like Joe Schmo. Yeah. And I had gotten them paid deals at my agency. So they're like, sure, yeah. this sounds wonderful. And I had formed friendships with them too. So, okay, I have my first client. She has a million followers. Let's go. Wow. You know, what's my name? It started as like Zincism. And then like had it all created when I was like, wait, that's like, that's a little weird. Let's just keep it simple. Zinc talent. Okay. What do I do next? I have to create an email and a website. I asked all my good looking friends around New York city. Let's do a photo shoot around New York. I need some content. I need some images for my website and my Instagram. It's got all my best looking, you know, group of friends and we took photos and I paid my friend like, I don't even know, 50 bucks to take the photos. And then that was the Instagram. Um, I used to be, you know, in PR, I dealt with a lot of creatives. So I had my friend Kiefer create a logo for 60 bucks. There we go. I have a Zinc Talent logo. I loved it. It was just, it, I used it up until this year, actually. Wow. So three, yeah. you used it for three years. Yeah, I loved wow. it. I 60 bucks for it. It was great. Um, wow. So we have a website and then I contract big one because my contracts were from the designer side. So I needed one for influencers. I Googled talent contract, pulled one up. It was for recording artists. I just changed everything around so that it was for um, influencers. Um, So then I just basically put all my stuff in and I really worked on that one for a while because, you know, you don't want to mess with anything legal or contracts, Um, but you don't want to go into a partnership without a contract because if they don't pay you or something goes wrong, you always want to be, you know, legally binded to them and have something in place. Um, And then, you know, yeah, I had an email, I had a signature, and then I drafted the pitch, started pitching her out. I think it was like my fifth email and we got a 10K deal. Unbelievable. So five emails, what is that, like a a few minutes? Yeah. (laughs) Fifth one, you're locking in 10K. That's immediately just like this, like big, probably big moment where you're like, I can literally, this is, this is a game changer. This is game over. Yeah. I was like, um, it takes me a very long time, you know, months at my job, you know, at 28 years old to even make like a little bit of that. And, um, and then I was like, this is it, you know, this is my calling. Let's keep it going. So I start, it was a side hustle. I would take more client, more influencers out. And I was representing, I think like three girls at that time. 
And I would do it basically, I was in an office job nine to five and I would do it at my desk at the office as a side hustle and weekends. Um, and I was so determined. I'm like, we're going to do this. And I got to a point where I was making it enough money that I could walk away. But I don't know. I just, I didn't want to leave that like safety blanket Mm -hmm. and I wasn't fully ready, but there was a moment at my agency that changed everything. Um, I was just, I was working on on an account and my boss was mad about something. She called me out in front of the entire office, like reamed me out, screamed at me. I'm like shaking kind of because, you know, I, I dealt with that a lot in PR, but like, this was just, this was it. I think like I was even fighting with my like boyfriend at the time. And I just like, I, I just like hit this limit and I couldn't come back and I couldn't talk to her about it. I was just like, this is it. If this is the environment that I'm working in, like, I don't want to be a part of it. I need wow. to, I need to leave. So I was like, I'm very spiritual. I asked the universe, I said, universe, show me one, one, one. If I meant to walk out of this job and start Zinc Talent full time. And the day went on, I didn't think about it. And I went to lunch and I went, I grabbed my phone to look at an email or something. And it said 111. And I'm like, no freaking way. <laughs> where, did you pick, where, did you, where did you pick 111 from? Why, why that number? Uh, it's just, it's an easy one. So there's angel numbers, you know, and there's mm. a meaning behind, you know, uh, you know, numbers of like three, 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 one, 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 or like just different, um, types of numbers. And I, it was just easy and came to mind. I was like one, one, one. Um, and then I just, when I saw it, I was like, it's meant to be, I have to walk out. So I go back to, I have my lunch. I go back to my desk and I'm like, speaking of which it's three, three, three right now. Creepy. Right. That's how, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. Something is something is yeah paying attention to the world. If the fact is that right now it's three thirty three in the afternoon, we're talking about this. All right, that's something. I don't know what it is, but there's something out there. It's just there's signs all over. People just need to pay attention to them. Yeah. And um, so I'm like, all right, we're gonna. Do, I'm like back and forth. Basically, I only have my laptop that I need to bring, and I clear my desktop and everything. And I'm like, okay, back and forth. We what are we gonna do? Because I wasn't gonna say bye. I was gonna just walk out. The same, and, day, the same day that she, she re- like, oh uh, yeah, just a few hours later. Wow. Yep. So I grab my stuff <laughs> and I walk out and now I'm at the subway. Okay. I am shaking. We're doing this. I call my best friend Lexi and I'm like, Lexi, you know, she was doing well at the time still is. And I said, if I, should I walk out and start this on full time? I give her like the whole story and she's like, yes, absolutely. You know, your friends are always going to believe in you. Totally. And, um, I was like, if I don't make it, will you pay my rent? Like, this is big. You know, my rent is quite expensive in New York City. Like, please, like, say you'll pay my rent. She's like, I'll pay your rent. I got you. And I got on the subway and I went home and I wrote my boss an email saying everything that was wrong with that agency, how she ran things, how she spoke to people and how she treated us. And I never heard back from her. Never. Not even a, not not a, Wow. Yeah. That, that just shows you the character of X boss. I don't know how, I don't know how anyone could think it's fair or right to like yell at somebody in front of other people. Yeah. And it's always about how you communicate to people. To me, it's like the thing, like you can tell people they're, they've done something wrong, but like to elevate your voice, to scream at them, to embarrass them in front of other people that it does as, as somebody that is very aware, like I don't see how that could ever benefit anybody that's part of that situation. 
Yeah, I think it was like an old school stigma around like fashion PR, you know, mm. that the the CEOs and founders and the higher ups are just these like really crude women that talk, you know, everyone's below them. You have to like work your way up. And I mean, times are changing, you know, totally. and now my business, you know, is more successful than hers was. Hers was literally falling apart. Yeah. So it really is how you treat your team is like, that's basically the the key to your success. Yeah. You, you need to invest in your team. How So how do you take these learnings from working in a toxic atmosphere and knowing that this isn't something you want to be around? How have you translated that into your team? Because I know at least back in August, I had came in, across an interview at the time you had 31 clients, you had nine people working for you. I don't know if that number has changed, but how do you make sure that your team members that you're working with never experience that work toxic atmosphere that you kind of had to deal with? So, yeah, we actually have um, 40 clients now, which is exciting. Nice. Nice. Congratulations. Um, just, yeah, we keep growing and I love every minute of it. I am patient with my team. I invest in my team. It took mm -hmm. me a long time. My company was never self-funded. Um, I didn't work with any investors. I, it was self-funded. I worked on it until I could take it on full time. And it took me a long time before I could even have employees. Mm. And these girls are absolute superstars. You need to be patient with your team. You need to train them to be little mini yous. You know, <laughs> it's so cute. They they email like me. They have that drive like me, and they're family. So now, so before it was like I was a go getter. I had this mindset like I'm gonna hustle. I'm gonna be a multimillionaire. And now, you know what I think about before I go to bed is like my employees and my clients who are my family. I deeply care for all of them and I never yell at them if they're not understanding. We have like just such open communication, you know, if they, and I reward them too. We have so many fun incentives. We have bonuses. We have trips. We have events. Um, we're family. They're not my employees. They're like part of the zinc family is what we wow. call it. Wow. That, that, and doing, see, and approaching it from that aspect actually at the end of the day makes you more money, grows the business. Everybody is happier. Like the energy of the, I'm sure the team is much, much more positive and optimistic because everyone knows like the harder the work, they're going to see it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, the, it's just the right way to approach running a business. But I feel like a lot of people out there don't do it that way, which is unfortunate. I think they yeah. probably just haven't had the experiences that you've had where you've been able to you know, go through this negative time, but then now you're able to move forward and go, okay, that's exactly what I never want to happen for my team. And now you're able to create this atmosphere where it's open communication. Everyone's, you know, welcome and it's, and it's family, which I think just helps the entire business grow. That's why you're at 40, you know, 40, um, uh, your roster's 40 deep at this point, because it's clear mm -hmm. that clearly you have the capacity to, you know, manage all of this talent. And you have a team that, like you said, they're, you're, they're mini use running around and, uh, carry yeah. that same mindset energy and know how to run the business. Yeah. I think a lot of people go into business and they're founders of companies, but they don't know how to manage, you know, mm -hmm. they don't know how to manage a team. And, you know, I definitely hear a lot of podcasts with 
um, CEOs just saying like, you know, I, I went into it and I didn't know how to like properly train my team. Mm. And there's a lot of, you know, classes on that, workshops, books, po- you know, you can definitely learn how to be a good manager, but you need to do the work because yeah. if your team, if you're spending all this time training your team and then maybe overworking and underpaying them and not treating them fair, then you wasted all that time training them and they're just going to go to your competitor. Yeah. I'll keep them around long-term. Yeah. I think, uh, the biggest thing is, uh, it takes time and effort to train them. And you've probably, most people probably feel like it's wasting time because they're not speeding up. But in reality, you spend that time, which may feel like lost time, but in then in actuality, you're helping set them up for success so that they're running on their own. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're, you know, accomplishing goals for you, you know, taking down tasks that you would have needed to do. Now you don't need to do it because you have somebody that is trained and knows exactly what the vision is and what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. You've said, um, you said patience and obviously, um, like team management, what other skills have you found to be crucial in being a CEO? You have to wear many hats, you know, in the beginning, like I was saying is I needed to be everything I needed. I didn't have money to hire an accountant or bookkeeper or, you know, anybody to even help me. So I was all of those things at once, (laughs) you know, at 28 years old, I didn't know how to do bookkeeping, but I didn't have money to pay someone. So I needed to learn, Mm. um, you know, in the beginning being a CEO, be scrappy, you can Google pretty much anything. You can learn how to do pretty much any occupation. Like there's just so much information out there. And I think a lot of people just don't utilize it. You know, YouTube, just listening to podcasts and YouTube, I learn so much every day. It's insane. Even reading. Yeah. Um, so that, that's definitely it. Patience and, Um, I think always be ahead of the curve. It doesn't matter what industry that you're in. Um, I think it's always important to be ahead of the curve, always on trend, know of the trends. Um, because if you're not, your competitors definitely will be. Yeah. I want to say for, I didn't get a chance to say it earlier because we kind of kept moving along, but props to you when you were starting the business, like those little incremental steps of like, all right, I'm going to build a website. Cool. Then I'm going to make the email. Then I'm going to pay 60 bucks to have the logo design. Then I'm going to pay the friends 50 bucks to shoot the photos. Like, that the scrappiness there is exactly like that's where the secret sauce is right when you have nothing and your backs against the Mm -hmm. wall you have to make it work with what you've got and most times we think that if we don't have a budget we're in trouble but like you're saying like these cell phones that we have i mean you could shoot a damn movie you could take high quality (laughs) photos like get your friend to like be in good lighting take a picture now you have a model it's like it's all about Mm -hmm. being creative when you when you have nothing it's just about thinking outside the box, looking around at what resources do you have and then using it to the best of your ability, which is which is what I loved when you kind of went on and when you were talking about that. So I just want to give you props to that. But um, when you say speak like, you know, being ahead of the curve, clearly that's important to, you know, stand out from your competitors. Can you give me one example of how maybe 2022 you see your agency and your like, how, how do you guys plan to be ahead of the curve? So it's just in general, in general, just um, in the industry, there's so many different social platforms, you know, main ones for us right now would be, you know, even podcasters, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok is a huge one. Always know what's going on in the industry. If there's a platform that's going to pop up, you need to get your clients on that like yesterday, you know? (laughs) Um, And then also just kind of what is going on with... Um, brands are always interested in different types of influencers throughout the years. You know, before a year ago, I'd say 
Um, they want to see a beautifully curated feed. You know, they want to see a color scheme. Now, brands want influencers to be authentic and real. So I always need to know what brands are looking for so I can make sure that my clients are consistently evolving. Mm, smart. Yeah, you, you should be on the new platform yesterday. I love that. Um, <laughs> it's crazy in the world we live in because it's like, yeah, there's new platforms popping up every single day. So you definitely have to pay attention to uh, what's the next hottest thing. Quick break from today's episode and then we'll get right back to it. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than the greatest hydration brand in the world, Liquid IV. Now, if you're watching visually, I got my three favorite flavors right here. We got the uh, tangerine with a bunch of vitamin C in it. We have strawberry, and then we also have watermelon. These are the best flavors in my opinion, but the good news is there's a lot of different other flavors as well. I don't drink liquid IV to just drink it. I drink it because it helps me feel my best self, whether it is working out, whether it is long runs, whether it is podcasting, uh, just trying to feel my best self on a daily basis. This is the product that you guys and gals need. If you head over to liquidiv.com and use my promo code, the bearded man, it'll get you 25% off every single order, literally every single order, the bearded man, all one word. This is the greatest hydration brand in the game. It's a new year. It's a new us. We are trying to reach our inner potential. There's no better way to do that than to start fueling your body to operate at its highest level and hydration comes first. And that is very important. It's great about liquid IV. It contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. It is for sure healthier than sugary sports drinks. There's no artificial flavors or preservatives and less sugar than an apple. It is made with clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan. It is free of gluten, dairy, and soy. So if you have any food allergies out there, it is pretty, pretty damn good um, from stopping you from you know having to... Um, deal with any of those allergies. It's pretty clean. Um, what makes liquid IV so effective is, is the cellular transport technology. That's CTT. Uh, essentially one stick is the equivalent to drinking tw two to three times the hydration than just water alone. It is an incredible product. It is something that I use every single day and I really do believe in it. Uh, not only do they have great hydration products, we also have, um, a, an energy product, which I'm a big fan of. And there's a lot of different flavors for you guys and gals to check out. So if you want to feel your best self, if you want to feel more hydrated throughout the day, if you want to feel like you have more energy, um, because hydration, I believe, does help us have more energy through the day, head over to liquidiv.com right now to get your supply and use my promo code THEBEARDEMAN for 25% off every single order. Once again, that's liquidiv.com, THEBEARDEMAN, all one word, 25% off your order. And that's going to help you feel your best self. So check it out. You won't regret it. Now, let's get back to the episode. What's... um. What's been one of the biggest hurdles you've had since starting the business? It's crazy. I haven't had a hurdle. Really? I've never. Like I, everything has felt like just a lit, like even any, 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 you know, roadblocks, you felt like they were just little minor things that you could easily, you know, step over. Nothing like that was it, redefine the business. Since the, since the very beginning, when I would journal about my vision and I want what I wanted Zinc Talent to be. You know, I, I worked really hard for it. I still work hard. I work seven days a week, 24 hours a day, but mm. I, pray, I manifested Zinc Talent. I wrote what I wanted it to be. And I never, you know, when I first started, my mom said, you need a five, you need to write out your business plan. You need a five-year plan. And I started doing it and I was like, this isn't me. Mm. It's not me. It doesn't feel right. I don't want to like have plans for myself. I want to enjoy the journey. And I, you know, ever since then, I take it year by year. I haven't had 
clients really leave. I have, you know, been able to kind of grow and take on more. The more we grow, the more I'm able to hire, the more influencers we're able to represent. And so I haven't had like a crazy hurdle. I've only had steady growth, which feels right and comfortable and natural and organic. Mm, I was just talking to somebody the other day about how I think it's good to have kind of like an overarching idea of like what the big picture is, mm -hmm. but I can't tell you by November what guests I'm going to have on the show. Like I have a running list of like people that I want to have on the show, but it's like, I respect some people want that. They want to have their entire year laid out and they want to plan it. And, you know, I, I guess for, you know, corporations and of that scale, they really have to do it because there's so many layers to the organization. But yeah. I very much like that aspect of like, you kind of look at the past year, probably you see what you, what you guys have done. You look at the next year, what's the big goals? What are we trying to tackle? And yeah. then you kind of just go with the flow because you don't know what's going to pop up today. What opportunity might show up at your door tomorrow? Who, what coffee date leads to this massive opportunity that you never imagined. So mm -hmm. it's almost like trusting and believing that as long as you're headed towards whatever that bigger picture looks like, yeah. that the goals and plans will follow because a great example is like last, the top of this year, I launched an app, but five months ago, if you had asked me, are you going to launch an app this year? I would have been like, no, I have no, like, what do you mean an app? That's not gonna happen. But once again, you get, I got connected to the right person an opportunity got presented. Yeah, let's do it. So I think there's like this, this, this like trust of flow of like, see where, how things play out, but also, you know, be walking towards whatever this big goal, whatever this vision is that you have for Zinc Town. Obviously you probably can picture what it's going to look like five years from now, but you don't necessarily know the steps it's going to take to get to that level. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I'm still mind blown that I have nine employees. I'm like, yeah. like but I don't, I, you know, five years ago, I'm glad that I didn't write down, you know, 2022, I need 20 employees and then look at that and, you know, feel, you know, yeah. kind of emotional and down about it right now. I just am like, I'm trusting the universe. I'm working hard. Um, and I'm just excited to see what is to come. I'm not going to stress out about what I write mm. on a piece of paper. And mm. again, like you said, everybody's different, you know, our, our brains are all made up very differently and that's just how I work. And yeah. it's been much better for me that way. Um, so I don't stress out. I haven't really had any crazy hurdles. I don't take on more than I can chew, mm. you know? And I think that was a big thing for me. A lot of people, would have taken on a hundred clients by now. Well, I only have nine girls working for me. I don't want them overworked. You know, they're young. I want them to have a good like work-life balance. So important. And that, mm -hmm. and that's probably too coming from that, that life in PR where you had way too much on your plane. There was no work-life balance. So you're, you're, it's so smart that you're just approaching it from like, you know, that what that place was like never going back. And that slow, steady growth, I think is ultimately what then you know, allows you to really scale in time because you're put your, you're building the foundation so that as things pick up, you're slowly building with the roster and with obviously the team members. Um, but you, the, the manifestation part, I just want to go on that for a second. I think people hear the word manifestation and they think it's like this, like guru word, the spiritual <laughs> bullshit that they're like, like what, what I'm going to sit down, close my eyes and open my eyes and everything's going to come to life. I'm, I, I have a, uh, what I think is a pretty accurate uh, definition, but I'm curious, how do you define what manifestation is? So, you know, I can actually just say what I, you know, I'm not an expert in it. So I hate to like, Great. we're not, no, here's the thing. We're not experts. Neither <laughs> of us are experts. We're just, these are our opinions and whether people want to run with them, keep them, 
disregard yeah. them. It's up to them. But we we got the mics. We get to say whatever we want today. They're <laughs> listening to you. All right. So whatever you have to say is valuable. Yeah, I know. I, this works for me. It might not work for you. <laughs> Don't DM me any year. Um, I did. You know, I think what you put into the universe and what you believe, you know, comes mm. back to you. Um, I in 2017, I had a notebook and I wrote down um, everything I wanted to manifest. Um, I zinc talent. What did it look like? How did it make me feel? What is the money we're making? You know, I described it so clearly and I kept writing about it. And then I would say affirmations, you know, zinc mm -hmm. talent is immensely successful. You know, it, we have an abundance of wealth and I would just yeah. would keep saying that year after year. This is years ago though. So yeah. I'm looking at 2022 and I'm like, everything I wrote down in that notebook in 2017 is coming to life. <laughs> you know, it doesn't yeah. happen overnight, but if you believe in something and you put it out into the universe, you know, you have to really believe it. You can't just say like, oh, we're going to be successful. Like you have to truly believe it and work on yourself, you know, yeah. um, and it'll come into fruition. Yeah, and I truly do believe that. I mean, you can manifest anything. You can manifest yeah. a girlfriend, boyfriend, you know, what you want their qualities <laughs> to be. Just put it out there. Yeah, still working on the girlfriend part. We're, <laughs> we're still we're planting seeds around here in LA. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But I completely agree with you. I think um, what I'm hearing from you is um, a lot of the seeds that you planted years ago, getting clear on what you wanted is now coming to fruition. I think to me, that is the easiest way to look at manifestation is it's about you have to understand where you're trying to go and what you want in this life for yeah. you to then be able to walk towards it. And to me, people that manifest their their dream life are people that get clear on what they want. They know what the end goal looks like and they're able in the day-to-day, -day, in those micro decisions, they're yeah. able to make decisions on whether they say yes or no to something with that in mind. Is this coffee date helping me towards this? Mm -hmm. is going out to dinner with this group of people getting me closer to this. Of course, it's not always that calculated, but to a certain extent, a lot of your time and energy has to be somewhat getting you closer to this overarching goal. Otherwise, you're never going to get there. And so um, I think it's so important to get clear on just what yeah. does that dream life look like. And then it allows you to, like you're saying today, you're, this 2022 vision that you you're now living that reality. This was all manifested over years of just you understanding what you wanted. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like I said, I it, a year went by, and I was like, "Wait, my notebook isn't like coming to life." But now, <laughs> at 31 years old, I'm looking at young. 31 years young. Come on. Just <laughs> I know, I feel old. Well, compared to 27 when I was then, uh, what I was then. But yeah, I just like I'm like, wow, it's crazy. It takes time because you also. Um, the universe does everything the right timing. You know, yeah. sometimes it's it, everybody's journey is different. So don't compare your journey to someone else's. And um, what's meant to be will always be. Mm. I think people just need to believe in themselves. Don't yeah. doubt. Don't put negative energy out there. Don't say, oh, we don't have the budget or how are we going to get investors? We'll never do this. We can't do that. Well, then that's going to be your reality. Mm. Say, yes, yeah. I can and we will. Yes. If you're going to compare yourself to anybody, compare yourself to who you were yesterday and the day before that. And you're always going to feel motivated and wanting to, to keep growing and, and keep working towards whatever these goals might be. Um, yeah. And uh, I think it was, when was it? It was June, 2021. So about six months ago, you were on 
woman in business panel and you said something along the lines that there's never going to be an end point. You have to keep striving and working towards your goals each year. Kind of goes off of what you're saying, but have you mm -hmm. found yourself in the past, like tricking yourself to believing that once you get to destination X, everything's going to be good. Happiness is going to be through the life or through the roof. Your life is going to be bliss. Like, have you ever had that experience uh, where you thought like once you get to a destination, everything was good? Or have you always just trusted and known that it's always going to be a work in progress? Like you get to one peak and then you're instantly going to be chasing the next one. It's so funny when I left my nine to five and started Zing Talent, my mentality, I'm going to be honest, was Can't like, wait. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have three clients and I'm going to just travel the world and vacation all the time. <laughs> um, that was my mentality. But the, the universe had something else, you know, something else in mind. And then I blinked and I had like a couple people working for me and like, you know, 20 clients and I blinked again and here we are. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're going to keep going. And now I'm so invested in this company and the people that work for, I I just, I love it. I guess I never felt passion like I do with this. I never felt a purpose. I'm like, I don't even want to retire when I'm old. Like, I love this. I'm, I'm a part of every aspect of the company. You know, I'm not some CEO who just kind of like lets go and has her employees take over. Like, I am part of everything. I love it. I just, I couldn't imagine life without it. I don't want to stop. I want to keep going. If the universe says that we need 500 clients globally, then fine. Let's do wow. it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I never want to retire. I think that's like, that's just the true, that just shows you that you're on the right path. Because I think at the end of the day, all of our goals on this earth is to find something that we love to do. And of course, like times will change, seasons will change. Maybe there's a year where you, you know, cut back working a little bit so you can travel or whatever. But at the end of the day, you want to find that thing that you want to do for the rest of your life. Or one question I always pose to people if they're not sure if they're on the right path is if money was never an issue again for the rest mm -hmm. of your life, would you want to do what you're doing? Is that do you feel like this is something that, you know, you got hundred million in the bank, you never have to work another day. Do you want to do what you're doing? And I think that's a good, good gauge of if you're on the right path or if you're not. And it's it's a tough question to ask yourself, but it's a reality check of are you doing the right thing or are you not? Yeah. I don't even think I would sell my business. You know, I love it that much. Someone asked me that the other day. They're like, if someone offered you X, Y, Z, would you say, uh, nope, no, don't even have to think about it. This is yeah. my baby. Yeah, you know? that's, that's amazing. There was, yeah. a, there was a question I got submitted from Emma and she had asked, what self-care habits matter most to you? What, and what is your morning routine if you have one? So self-care is um, different for everybody and routines are different for everybody. Yes. I, I really tried so hard to be that person that wakes up early and has like a list of routines that they do. But just like the business plan, it's not always me. I travel Love. a lot. I'm the girl who will hop on a plane tomorrow. I have a which, which you are, which you are, <laughs> which I actually am. <laughs> I work from wherever, you know. Um, my agency. I told them from the beginning. I don't believe in offices, so please travel, work, you know, on your laptop where needed. And so that's exactly what I do. It's hard to really bring my routine everywhere. So I have certain things that really make me feel my best self. Hmm. And you know, of course, it's exercise, working out. But I may do my soul cycle bike at noon. It mm. doesn't need to be 6 a.m. It could be yeah. whenever I have a moment and it feels right. 
I can journal, you know, late at night or in the morning. Um, I think like, yeah, just going outside with nature each day, it could be a walk or a hike. I've never regretted a walk or a hike. Mm -hmm. I always feel so good. You need fresh air, especially um, everyone who works from home, you know, go outside for a second, (laughs) get some sunlight. Um, And so I just think little things like that is just taking time for yourself and what, you know, you truly love to do. Read, read your favorite book, listen to a podcast. Um, And then did she say skincare routine? Oh, no, sorry. She said uh, just self-care, self-care oh, habits. self-care. Yeah, self-care I was habits. like, oh, don't get me started on my skincare <laughs> Part two, here's the other, here's the skincare <laughs> routine from the top. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's actually a routine. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a different segment. But what I'm yeah. hearing and what I love, and that's something that I've stressed heavily on this podcast, is um, it's not about how early do you wake up. That, that doesn't determine someone's success. It's mm-hmm. just what are the decisions that you make in a day, whether it's the 6 a.m. cycle class, whether it's the noon run, whether it's the 5 p.m. Um, you know, yoga class that you take, it's not about – 24 hours is 24 hours. Whether yep. you want to wake up at 11 a.m. or you want to get up at 5 a.m., that's up to you. It's just how do you make the best of those 24 hours? What are, the, you know, what are those routines that doesn't have to – when you hear the word routine, it's not like you have to do it every single day, but it's like what are those little choices that you can make in a day that make you feel your best self? And so – I try to make sure that people understand on this podcast that like, it's not about what time you wake up, what time you go to bed. It's what what works for Samantha might not work for me. And what works for me might not work for Emma who, you know, posed the question, but I think you can, you can pull from what other people do and then try the journaling and try the workout and try the, you know, going outside. God bless living in Southern California because as a New Yorker and I'm from Massachusetts, can't do this on the East coast. And it's like, I was running on Sunday and I got burnt and it was 65 degrees and I was like, God bless Southern California. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's just little habits like that that I think can make all the difference for, uh, for your mental well-being and just, uh, for you. I agree. And push yourself to do it. You know, sometimes I, there's a week or two and I don't work out and I need to just push myself to stay on track. We all have our, you know, go into funks or we're busy with work or traveling or whatever it may be, but just like push yourself to go do it because you're going to feel so much better after doing something yeah. you love that's healthy, good for you. Yeah. Pick up where you left off. Sometimes it's overwhelming when you're like, I haven't worked out in a week or it's been two weeks. It's like, that's fine. Don't, don't overthink it. The past, yeah. the past, just focus on today and, and get that one workout in. Exactly. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, it doesn't have to be the piece. Sorry, that's a big question. But like, what's a piece of advice that you find yourself reminding yourself of uh, from time to time? Honestly, it's just to continue believing in myself. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, especially when I had this idea to do it, no one doubted me. And they just said, like, believe in yourself all the way through. Like, don't doubt yourself. Yeah. Um, and that has, you know, I'm very confident in my company and what's to come. And I think that everybody should believe in themselves no matter what, you know, feel good about yourself. Everybody's so unique. We all have different skill sets. Everybody is so special and beautiful that like have that self-love. So important. I think what's interesting is the cliches that people hear, like the believe in yourself and trust the process. It's a cliche because it's truthful and we have to hear it so many times until we finally like let it stick to us and go, yeah. I should trust the process. Like, yes, I should have self-love for myself. Yes, I should, um, you know, listen to my emotions. Like, it's all those cliches that you hear so often. 
and people want to brush it off, but in reality, they should hold on to it because there is some truth to it. Yeah. I'm like, all these people are believing in me. I need to believe in myself and just always feel that way. Yeah. You know, never, you can't let negative energy consume you. Just yeah. always try to be as positive as you can throughout everything. And the byproduct, which I can feel from you of believing yourself is that you're then able to have confidence in yourself. Exactly. Which, and don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't have confidence in every aspect of my life. You know, me either. Progress. <laughs> I'm trying, you know, and that's all that matters. Yeah. I, I hear you on that. What's, um, how would you describe 2021 in one word? Oh my gosh. I, I just thought about it and I had a million words. <laughs> just amazing. Amazing. I, yeah. I was just, I was starting my new life in LA. It was my first full year living here from New York city. My business was booming. I was making a lot of friends. I was traveling a lot. Everything was just so, so blissful. Wow. That's amazing. What's the, if you had to describe kind of the intent for 2022, what would the word be? Keep, I have a few words, but keep it going. <laughs> keep it going. <laughs> I want to keep that momentum up. I, I want to always feel good and just continue working on myself and mm. enjoy the journey. Be present. Mm. Sorry, so, I know that's more than one word. I <laughs> no, that's fine. I love it. I love it. We, we, can, we, we can make exceptions. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> are there any boundaries that you've built in your life that are really important to you? I think that my boundaries are definitely just now that I'm in my thirties is just like keeping the right circle around, mm. um, that are there for me and good, genuine people. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't want to stay in an unhealthy relationship, always leave when you don't feel fulfilled or that it's right for you. Mm. Like I have all these just boundaries popping up with work. You know, if it, if it doesn't feel right, like just listen to your gut you should have boundaries in every aspect of your life to just, you're, you're okay to, it's okay to say no. You're okay to, you know, leave that long, like term friendship that just from childhood that isn't working out anymore. Mm. Um, leave toxic people, just always have boundaries in your life and respect yourself. Yeah. It's so, so important. Something I got really good at in the last couple of years is just saying no to things that I just are, are not, not good for me. And and knowing that I need to prioritize myself before anyone else. And as hard as that is sometimes, mm -hmm. and you can feel it when you tell somebody like, I can't make the dinner, I can't make the event. It's like, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if I know it's best for me, I'm not going to say yes to it. And there are so many people that struggle to learn how to say no. And uh, it's, it is the most important hack that will open a gate of freedom uh, for you to actually live every day doing the things you want to do. Then rather than you said yes, something you dread it. Then you're dreading it coming up on the calendar. Then the calendar comes, you hate it. Then you're <laughs> after the event, like pissed that you went. It's like, just avoid it at all costs. Say no as soon as you can. And uh, if people take it personal, then maybe reevaluate, you know, what that friendship actually means if, if you need that space for yourself. Exactly. And you, you know, you showed up, but you weren't your best self. You probably weren't having as much fun as you would have if you had more rest or were in the right mindset. So, you know, the real friends will be like, listen, Bobby, that's completely fine. Like get some rest. I get totally. it. Like, let's grab lunch tomorrow or something. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll understand it. Um, as, as a clearly a thriving CEO, that's just absolutely crushing it. How do you make sure you have balance? Or do you find <laughs> now? I, I, yeah, I feel like, let me answer your, the question. Now that I'm thinking about it. Now that we've had this full conversation, I feel like 
you're just in a flow where you, you already said you work seven days a week. So yeah. you kind of just every day, which is truthfully like you're living like every day is a Friday in the sense of like, you love what you do and mm -hmm. you work hard. And then I'm sure throughout the week and throughout the weekends, you have the time to go out and enjoy yourself. Yeah. So I tell my employees, this isn't a regular agency. We're not going to talk about paid time off. I'm going to show you guys how to make this a lifestyle. Wow. I think talent is a lifestyle. It's not a job. So I, this is what I do. And what I want to train my girls is like, you're able to travel and have a life while working at the same time from your laptop, your, your phone, whatever it may be. Um, so it's just, I hate like separate, I don't know. I'm able to just combine it all in my life. It's all yeah. one thing, but I take breaks. You know, I'm not at my laptop, you know, <laughs> from like every minute of every hour of every day. Samantha's just looking yeah. over the emails, waiting for shit to come in. I'm living my life. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I can go out to lunch with whoever I can walk my dog. <laughs> I can do whatever I want, but I have learned how to have a, like a lifestyle. It's not mm -hmm. a job. I don't like, I'm not excited about Friday, you know? And I think that was like the most important thing for me going into this business was I want to change things. Wow. You know, I want it to be different. Wow. Props to you on approaching your business like that, because I would imagine all of your employees are very, I don't want to even call them employees, team family members <laughs> that yeah. work with you. Uh, that sounds like a really special, special team to be a part of. Yeah, it's so exciting. And they're always what well, it's just important for me that they're always happy. Mm -hmm. And if they're like, Hey, Sam, like I need, you know, today to do whatever, no questions asked, go do what you need to do. Wow. You know, um, we all support each other. We're all family. I just hate the word job work. Like, no, I don't want to work to live. You know, mm -hmm. I want to be able to live my life and be happy. I feel like I wasted all my 20s in a nine to five, you know, making minimal money. And now I want to be happy. I want to live my life. Yeah. Those years as, uh, although it may feel wasted, it just propelled you to be where you are and it's going to set you up for the rest of your life to live uh, a pretty damn good life. So yeah. although it might've been tough to learn those in your twenties, which I think a lot of us spend our twenties, including myself, you know, throwing a lot of ideas at the wall and seeing what sticks and not being necessarily where they, where we want to be, but also, knowing where, you know, what looks like the bigger picture. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's, it all sets you up for, you know, where you're at today and where, where you're going with everything you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's the journey. I have no regrets. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would definitely not be able to start Zinc Talent and manage my team and have everything that we have without all those years in PR and learning and, um, you know, acquiring that skill set. So yeah. no regrets. But definitely much happier these days. Well, after this podcast drops, I'm going to send an email to Netflix with this episode attached. And I'm going to say, if you're looking for the 2022 version of The Hills, but you know, in the influencer world, you need to uh, get Samantha as her own show and, and see if they can start <laughs> filming for you. So funny. My team asks me this all the time. They're like, can we have a show, Samantha? Like, <laughs> Come on, let's make it happen. Let's manifest it. <laughs> let's manifest it. I can't wait for it to go live and I can pull this clip and say, we talked about it 12 months, 18 months oh, yeah. ago. How <laughs> fun. Oh, that'd be great. All right. These are going to be the final five, the last five questions, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, each question, either one word or one sentence, if possible. Okay. It's more, most times it's one sentence. It's pretty hard to answer in one word as, as we've, as we know, um, yeah, question, <laughs> question number one, 
How can people learn to give themselves permission to follow their interests and their ideas? You learn, you, you don't even have to learn. You just always follow your ideas and what you want to do. You know, mm. you just go for it. It's mm, great. Question number two, if you could go back and tell yourself one piece of advice at any point of your life, what would it be and when? Live in the present. Mm. And honestly, every year of my life. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Question number three, what's an area of your life you need to put more effort into? Family. Especially with COVID, I think that it was hard for a lot of us to see our families and COVID is still very much a thing. Yeah. So, you know, call your parents, go visit them as much as possible. Like I know the older we get, it's harder to maintain that relationship with them. Yeah. But uh, please do because you never know. Life is short. Yeah. It, th God bless FaceTime, but I also agree. It's like, as we get older, we start hitting our strides with our career, which makes us just want to go even more all in. But also at the same yeah. time, it's like, your family's getting older, which it isn't easy. I'd, I'd very much say that's definitely uh, an area of my life that I try to put more effort into. Um, fourth question for you. What's the first step that anyone can take to reaching their inner potential? I think um, find out what you love and research it. Educate yourself on it. Mm. Experience it. Mm. It's really good. Get yourself involved with that that aspect, and then usually something will come about. Um, last question for you. If somebody's listened to the last 57 minutes of this podcast, what is one challenge you have for the listeners today as they wrap up listening to this podcast? Try journaling and mm. writing down what you want in life. Mm. You know, it could be a new home, it could be your relationship with a significant other, it can be work-wise, it can be health. You know, every day I say I'm grateful for my health. I, you know, I am so healthy because mm. that's your number one wealth. And just journal these affirmations and just see what happens. Again, yeah. DM me in a few weeks, like give it some time. <laughs> <laughs> Be patient, all right? Be patient yeah. with it. Samantha, this has been a, a fantastic conversation. You are uh, just, I mean, uh, going into this conversation, I already knew you had so many skill sets as an entrepreneur. Like it takes a lot of, um, it takes a lot to be able to run a business. One, I want to say earlier when we were talking about your team is like anybody that can start an idea and put food on the table for even just one person to me is like, you're a magician because that, that, it's like you created a concept, which then has helped other people live. So first mm -hmm. off, that's incredible. You've been able to do that too the skill sets that you have, the mindset that you have, the vision, the passion, it's very clear that like you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, which I think inspires others to want to find their thing. Even if they're not trying to start an influencer agency, they might see and hear from you and go, well, she was in a place in her life that she wasn't really happy with. She took a leap and now it's working out. I think it's a great example that those out there can, um, you know, really actually truthfully manifest these ideas, even though it might seem impossible at the time. And then lastly, just, you are, you know, as I said earlier, I've been trying my best to get more women on this podcast. And I there is a women portion of listenership onto this podcast. And I think you are leading by example of uh, just like a go-getter, hustler, badass woman that is just doing what she's supposed to be doing. And uh, it's been an honor to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you. It's been an honor to be on your show and so much fun. And yeah, I'm feeling like all kinds of great and positive. And I do hope that somebody listening, you know, I am an inspiration to, um, to just go out and do it and do what you want live your best life. Yes. <laughs> That's what it's all about at the end of the day.
Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this podcast today, I got a favor to ask. Please screenshot this episode. If you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, if you're watching on YouTube, post it to your IG story. Tag Samantha. She is at Samantha Zinkovich. I will have that linked up in the description below. Also tag me at Bob A, B-O, three B's, four A's, and a Y. Share the podcast in your IG story. Let us know what was the takeaway. What was the lesson? Was there something that Samantha said that kind of changed your perspective? I'd be very curious to hear what you guys and gals thought of this episode. Also linked up below, I will have uh, Zinc, um, their website. It's just zinc-talent.com. And then I also, their Instagram handle is just at Zinc Talent. Once again, that's both linked up below. Samantha, is there anywhere else I should be sending people after they listen to the episode? Nope, you got it all. Thank you. Got it all. (laughs) Samantha Zinc, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bearded Man Podcast. See ya.